Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Sasquatches and Bigfoots, Lone Star Community Radio proudly brings to you the Radio Tag Team Champions of the World, the Captain Joey Savage, Corey DLG, Nerd Thug Radio. Oh yeah. Oh, feel it. um, our acting manager for today. Yes. The Allison Savage. I feel like I've been on a lot recently. You have been. You're a... You're becoming a staple. People are learning a lot about you and your <laughs> personal life. Yeah, and your personal experiences. <laughs> but Corey DLG, you're listening to us on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Sister stations. Worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And download that app so you can catch us every Monday and Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. That's right. And uh, Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. You can, uh, you know, holler at us. Holla, 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 holla. your boys. She's becoming our Phyllis. For like our friend, um, I'm not comfortable with that reference because I find Phyllis attractive. Well, I find her attractive. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Uh, hello. What? I, I mean, I feel like like we're on the same level. You, you and Phyllis? Yeah. I could say some things, but I don't want to upset anybody. Job? She yeah. did, but I don't think it looks that much better. Oh, yes, I like. I liked her, her before. No. Did uh, I, I take no position? I liked her like, before. There's no going back if I say it the other way. Right. I don't know. She's not going to listen to this, so it's fine. You never know that. Like we're, we're worldwide. Worldwide, <laughs> we are forever. That's right. So we have got a special show for you today, uh, Conroe, Texas. Uh, we were invited and we invaded the first inaugural. Did I say it right? Mm. You go ahead and say it for first me. Inaugural Southeast Texas Bigfoot Convention this past Saturday, and boys and girls. Did we not have a good time? Oh, man, it was a blasty it blast. Was so much fun. Like, no idea what to expect coming in. Uh, we got there, like, right when it opened. Yeah. And uh, the first thing I noticed, I think, actually, you noticed, Allie Savage, as we pulled in, you were like, holy crap, there's a lot of cars here. <laughs> there were a lot of cars. It, it sort of looked like a you know, like a used car dealership. It was like a swap meet, almost. Well, yeah. of course, the GPS brings us down this, like... Oh, yeah, this creepy like, road. Like, <laughs> creepy, back, like... Dirt road. I'm like, oh gosh, we're going in the middle of nowhere to a Bigfoot convention to get murdered. Which this Bigfoot convention was in Huntsville at the Walker County Fairgrounds. Right, which I have never been to before. Which is on a legit street. Which is right off State Highway 30. Yes. But for whatever reason, the it Google took Maps, us like through a neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> the Google Maps took us off of State Highway it 30. It literally looked like we were going to the back of a neighborhood. Like, what, to, like, what's going on? Like, are we going to some guy's barn for this? <laughs> yeah, I was a little uncomfortable as we were driving yeah, up towards yeah. it. And then the road was all bumpy. Like, yeah. it wasn't even like a smooth road. So you're like, uh, what's going to happen? And there was two people walking. I was like, this cannot get any worse. <laughs> uh, but it ended up turning out, we had a super, blast. Super neat to walk through the parking lot and see where all these cars are from. Uh, Arkansas, right. Oklahoma, Louisiana, Texas. They, uh, it's all around, all around. The Southeast. Yeah. The Southeast. So yeah. this was the first ever convention put on for Texas under no. this moniker. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This area. This area. The first the first one. Um, didn't know what to expect. Uh, we spoke with the... Organizer, I could, guess you could say. But I feel like we really pumped ourselves up like this whole month. We're yeah. Like, oh, yes, yeah. We're going. And then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, I'm really pumping this up. And it's going to, it's just going to. It's, it's going to be not, a letdown. Yeah. yeah. You're expected to be let down. I was expected to be let down. Were because you, I, was, I was so excited about it. Right. Were you let down? No, I loved it. It was, it was great. It was awesome. I thought they did a really good job, especially for their first convention. Oh, I mean, yeah. we've been to conventions before that are like. Uh, plenty so. of space. Um, set up well. Uh, separation from the like uh, conference area to the what are the the vendors? The vendors, yeah. Uh, had some food trucks that came in around noon, so they, they took good care. 
you knew it was going to be good whenever you walked in and to get the tickets and you know we had media passes the line to get the t-shirts was insane oh yeah they yeah. sold out i couldn't even get one yeah they, they sold out of the mediums like i walked back up to get you a shirt Allie, and i asked the lady i was like do you have a you have any shirts left she's like yeah cash of course I said, okay. She's like, but we only got big boy sizes. <laughs> 2X through the 5X. Yeah. And these were gorgeous shirts. Oh, they, they were, were really sweet. good looking shirts. Uh, the good news is we got to catch up with Russell, who was the organizer. Uh, as we get out of this episode or this first segment here, we're going to play the interview with him. Uh, we also met um, and got to speak with a couple of the, what we want to dub them as monster hunters. Yeah. Aficionados. Uh, uh, yeah, that's aficionados. a good Aficionados. I like that. Yeah, they were. What are the cryptozoologists? I love that term. It is. I think it's, it's super, such a it's super neat... cool. That's a, like a, it's a really, like a really good Title. legitimizing term. It does. So what do you do? I practice cryptozoology. Yeah, what did the one guy say? He just tells people he's a monster yeah. hunter. Yeah, so you'll hear that, that, episode, that episode, that interview. It was, it was really good. So yeah, we're going to just kind of dedicate uh, this portion of Nerd Thug Radio and this, sec- this show today. To this Bigfoot convention because, quite frankly, we could talk about it for three hours. Oh, it was awesome. We had a blast. Like, we couldn't stop talking about it, like, even on the way back home. I feel like you don't even have to be super into it to enjoy. No, no and, and a lot of the interviews kind of mention that where they're like, look, you don't have to be Bigfoot guy. Like, one of, the, one of them, he specifically basically debunks sightings. Yeah, some of, some so of the, the first yeah. guy we talked to, Corey, do you remember his name off the top of your head? Uh, Redfern. Yeah. Nick Redfern. Nick Redfern. He is from the UK. He lives he down here favorite. in Texas. And so he opens up the show just talking, or the yeah, the show. He's the first speaker talking about the different scenarios and sightings in England, which you don't really right. And then even as he was talking about it, he kind of debunked a few of them. Like these guys, while they probably are like hardcore believers, they also recognize what are the the one guy basically says. They're also scientists, right? Exactly. They really are. They're reporters. Yeah, and they want to kind of they're trying to find that truth. So if they disprove something, that they feel like that gets them just as close to credibility, right? As proving Because then they're not just like 100% One-sided. One-sided, believers. absolutely. Right. Because if they disprove it, they go, okay, well, this guy's a quack, but the next guy might not be. Right. And I'll investigate it as such. Yeah, and they were super nice guys. I mean, it was it was a great time. And uh, there was, what, Corey, you'll hear this in the interview here, something like 800 people there? Yeah, 700, 600 through and the door, you, something like that? We were quite surprised, like, the... the People that were there were like normal looking fellers. Yeah, t- tons of young folk there. It was, right. it was a good time, man. And you'll you'll hear in a, the later interview with uh, the guy from the UK where he kind of talks about you know what he wants people to take away from these conventions. Right. But I think we're up against it here, uh, real quick. Uh, we're gonna jump out. You're gonna hear an interview as we exit out with Russell, who is the let's just call him the creator, the yeah. godfather of the Southeast Texas <laughs> Bigfoot convention. Uh, you'll learn a little bit of what went to putting this together. So sit right there. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this Bigfoot convention. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Boom. Good? We good? All right, guys. We're back here at uh, Nerd Thug Radio. I'm Joey Savage. We are at the first inaugural there you go. Southeast Texas Bigfoot convention held here in Huntsville, Walker County Fairgrounds. Uh, I'm talking now with the guy, Russell Miller, who put this whole thing together. Um, real quick, uh, where'd this idea come from um, and, and what prompted this? About six or eight years ago, we was out and uh, a part of the big ticket, and we can we got what you can only call got bluff charged. Something was crashing through the brush and the trees, coming after us, and uh, we never seen something, but we it was really a lot of commotion going on. It was coming through the the woods, and I started talking to some people around that area, and they said, "Oh, that was just old mossy back." And I said, what is that? And he said, that's what they call the Bigfoot around here. It's over there in Saratoga. 
And so we started doing some more research, and yeah, there's a whole lot of sightings around them. So we started thinking, well, that's cool. Let's, you know, check out other places. And the Sam Houston National Forest is chock full of them. If you Google Bigfoot sightings, Sam Houston National Forest, it goes back 30 to 40 years of sightings. There's bunches of them. It's 160,000 acres covering four counties, and there's all kind of stuff out there. Which is something that really kind of surprised me. Uh, you know, we, we're pretty well up on you know, sci-fi type stuff, uh, but Bigfoot you hear about, usually it's like California. You don't think here in Texas the Pacific Northwest. that there, yeah, that there's, uh, there's Bigfoot sightings. So uh, you guys have been tracking the Bigfoot, uh, looking for that stuff. What gave you the idea to throw this big convention on? We've been to a couple of conventions. A friend of mine, Craig, he puts one on every year up in uh, Jefferson, Texas in October. And we go up there and we visit with all the people. And it's, it's cool to hang out with the like-minded people. People you don't have to worry about, you know, talking to you like you're crazy, you know, something. And, and we just get along and we share stories and uh, pictures and videos and stuff that we've got. And we haven't had one around here. And I told my wife last year, I said, you know, we ought to try to put one on. And some of the ones we have been to, they get to the point where they got to turn people away at the door because the venue's not big enough. Well, we found this place, and it holds 1,100 people. And I said, well, shoot, let's go for it. And uh, I'm thinking we've probably got between seven and 800 in here today. So it's beyond what we exa- imagine. And I promise you, we will be back. This is going to be a yearly thing. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, we I found my wife actually found the um, the listing or, or stumbled across it. And so we looked into it. it was like, oh my gosh, we got to get a part of this because it's a big stuff that the three of us are really into. But yeah, coming up here, we weren't really expecting like you you know what to expect. It's the first one, um, and when they first announced over six hundred people, it was just like, oh my goodness, like it's like you said, it's a really good feeling. You're in this huge facility with like-minded people uh, and just kind of sharing stories. Um, so going into today, you've got all these speakers here. What's the one thing like you're? Lo- what's the one speaker you're looking to hear? I want to hear uh, Cliff and Bobo. I've heard uh, all the other speakers at different conferences, but I've never been around uh, one that had Cliff and Bobo from the Animal Planets Finding Bigfoot. And uh, they're going to be up here pretty soon, and I want to listen to what they have to say. And it should be a a real good a real good conference, especially with them guys. How much work went into actually getting this together? So you said you and your wife kind of put this thing together. Um, how many other people did you have to bring in? And, like, what was the difficulty level getting all these speakers from around, you know, the country, basically, to come to this convention? Uh, a lot of that was all done online. Me and my wife just did that over the past few months, getting everybody lined up. But whenever it come down to moving all the chairs and the tables and everything, I had to call in the whole family. The son-in-laws, the daughter-in-laws, the sons, the daughters, and everybody's here. And luckily, we have about about eight or ten close friends of ours that's into this as well, and they're out here all helping out. So, so last thing before we get out of here, the family affair that put together this Bigfoot convention. He said they're going to do more, so be on the lookout. We'll keep posting it. Um, so that next year, I mean, if this is this year, next year is going to be twice as big. Uh, twice as many speakers. It might be a three-day event. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, before you get out of here, Russell, any last things you want to say to anybody out there who's interested in the Bigfoot phenomena? Yeah, like I said, Google Bigfoot sightings, Sam Houston National Forest, and look at all the stuff that you've seen out there that's been seen and heard. And just talking to the people around here in Huntsville, if somebody hasn't had an experience, they know somebody who has. All right, Russell, appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.
Hey guys, this is Adam Smasher, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hello, Conroe. Now that school's back in session and summer's over, when the kids come home from school, they're going to be restless and rowdy, and you should take them to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day and especially the weekends. Dungeons and Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Captain the Joey Savage. Woo! Corey DLG. That's where you Allie. say your name. Oh. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Allie. Allie what? Savage. I mean, a little bit louder. Savage. Allez, Savage. There, that's much there better. There you go. Much there uh, before we get going into our first interview we conducted over the weekend, Corey DLG, tell the world about Nerd Thug Radio and Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. That's right, guys. You need to be visiting Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on a regular basis to get that gaming fix when you got the itch. Mm, I know you got it. When you need it, go get it. Go down to Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. They got Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Friday Night Magic. They got Vanguard. They got all kinds of weird card games that I don't understand. They got all sorts <laughs> of cool board games. Settlers of Catan. <laughs> Sneako about the card yeah, games. Yeah, the card games. Every time I watch someone playing them, I'm just like, what is going on? Okay. What is Bushy Rod? All right. Mouse Army. Cool. <laughs> I only know Exploding Kittens. Exploding Kittens is a it's good really one. Munchkins. Fun, there's all the kinds, there, there's all kinds of games, man. Flux. Settlers of Catan. Flux. What you need to do is you need to go down to Space Cadets Gaming Gaming right there on Robinson Road across from the Woodlands Mall. You go in. If you see something you're curious about, there's probably a demo of a version of it. Right. You play the demo. You have a good time. You and the kids enjoy yourselves. Family-friendly atmosphere. they got snacks and drinks. Space Cadets Gaming Gaming right there on Robinson Road. That's where you need to be when you got some free time and a gaming itch. That was that was pretty good. I cure things, man. I think Itches. You- I don't think we should let Nico do it again. Nico like gets excited. He does he? He gets that. You see that? Like and then he starts, getting, face? he starts getting nervous. And, right. Like, butchering. He starts like, thinking games. about like, oh, I'm doing an ad right now. Oh my god, bushy rod. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of bushy rod. Mouse armies. Is that Mouse a real army. game? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so we got about two and a half minutes here before we jump into our first interview. Uh, Ali Savage, since you don't want to be related to me, uh, <laughs> what was your Best thing that you saw at this conference? It's a conference, right? I've been yes. convention the whole yeah, time. Conference. What was the best thing you saw at the conference? Uh, I, I actually really enjoyed this. Uh, his name is Nick Redfern. In the next interview you're gonna okay, do. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his presentation. Yeah, he, he was super knowledgeable, and it was very well put together. He had slides. Yeah, right. He, and Anybody who has it, slides already. And like, it wasn't like looking on my videos that I took. It was it, right. Yeah, it, it wasn't was a lot of him lot like of this is why you should believe in the Bigfoot of the UK. Right. He had like historical stories yeah. and stuff what that was kind of that? like that was like Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's not yeah. even close. Because he talked about some stuff in Russia, so okay. I don't know. <laughs> <Close enough. laughs> but yeah, when you think of UK, Corey, Joey just follows it all under foreign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you think of the UK, you, you don't you don't think Bigfoot. You think Loch Ness monster. Right. And, and he starts there, but then he also kind of talked about, like, a wild man, and that's kind of their Bigfoot phenomena. Right. He talked about uh, there were some monkeys guarding a bridge. Monkey, like Monkey man. There was, there was a whole bunch of different stories that he had that kind of trailed through history 
and sort of explained the presence of a the UK wildman. Yeah, the man monkey lair. The man monkey lair. That was the was. first thing that he investigated. He was like eighteen when he did it. Right, and and it's, you wouldn't associate such a crowded, populated place as England. But back in the day, it was England it was a lot was more very, forested. It was very uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes. Forest everywhere. Kevin Costner and Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Obviously. Christian Slater. Right. Nailed it. He was the traitor. Is oh, it Prince yeah. of Thieves? Yes. Yeah, Robin Hood, yeah. Prince of Thieves. And Alan Rickman. Yes. Alan the Rickman is the sheriff. Alan Rickman. Oh, sheriff of Nottingham. I like that guy. Man, we should just talk British people. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's all we should talk about. But anyway, uh, so we get to talk we get to talk to Nick after his uh his little uh speech. Yeah, his the presentation. And uh essentially this is the interview we're gonna get out to here. You're going to hear the interview, and then we're going to jump out to the commercials. And when we come back, we're going to talk some more Bigfoot uh, Southeast Texas Bigfoot Conference. And we'll have another interview for you. That's right. So stay tuned. Get your Bigfoot stuff on. Get, Get your Bigfoot on. Get your mm. Bigfoot on. Mm. 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 I'm Get bringing your Bigfoot, Bigfoot back. back. Here it goes. Welcome <laughs> to Nerd Thug Radio. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio. We're out here at the Southeast Texas Bigfoot Conference, the inaugural Southeast Texas. And so we're interviewing some people and having some fun out here. And we are here with Nick Redfern, who just gave an awesome speech about UK cryptozoology. Uh, I think it's a fair summary of that. Uh, Nick, um, how, how did you kind of wind up here? Um, well, I moved to the US about 18 years ago and um, did the whole immigration thing, or immigration, whichever one it is. And um, I've always had an interest in cryptozoology. So um, having sort of done a lot of that in the UK, looking for the UK's big cats, Nessie, things like that. It was just an easy transformation to, to go from the UK to do that here as well. So I do a lot of Bigfoot investigations here, um, things like lake monsters also, and a lot of traveling around the US and, um, and lecturing, which is what's brought me today to the, uh, to the conference. Yeah, it seems like you're giving yourself a pretty sweet gig here. Uh, are this, are these the books that you that I've seen that you've written and that you're selling today? Are those fictional stories? Are those stories of your investigations? What what are those? Yeah, they're, they're basically I, I I write my books in two ways. Some of them I just write from the perspective of the facts, and then other ones I write them in sort of like a diary form of you know what actually happened on the expedition. Because if you're writing about say Roswell, you're just relating like a historical event. Um, so you just write that in that style. But if you're writing about, you know, the day you, or the UN Week's expedition into the Pacific Northwest Woods, I, I would write that from the perspective of how it happened. You know, I jumped into the car at midnight, dark and stormy night, hit the road in search of Bigfoot. Yeah, people kind of like that um, approach where they can kind of go with you on the story, you know. That's interesting. That's, a good, that's a kind of a cool take on that. Uh, so in your speech today, you were talking about, like, different... Uh, kind of cryptozoological elements that are encountered in the UK. Uh, and we were just kind of warming up and talking with you here, kind of loosening up. You mentioned that there's a lot of things, a lot of cases you investigate that wind up being debunked, but still kind of fuel the, the search for these other creatures. Yeah, and I think it's important when you're looking into something that's so controversial as something like Bigfoot, never mind in the US, but in the UK as well, wild men reports, big cats, lake monsters, giant worms, I think, you know, we need to have to be grounded, but not dismissive of these cases. And I think also we need to kind of look at things from the perspective of how folklore and mythology and legend develop and how you very often find that at, at the core of a legend or a myth, there generally is a, a real 
um, incidents or events or phenomenon. Obviously, William Wallace really did blow fire and was seven feet tall. That's, <laughs> that's clearly true. But, you know, it's, it's one of these things where when you're dealing with controversial things, you have to tread carefully. But for me, the good thing is that, you know, I've spoken to so many very, very credible witnesses with very credible backgrounds who've seen everything from lake monsters, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, dogmen, all sorts of weird creatures. People who've got nothing to, you know, no reason to lie. Um, and some cases, you know, it could actually have an adverse effect on them, particularly in re relation to their careers. I mean, I've, in I've interviewed a number of police officers who shared their reports of Bigfoot sightings. I mean, you think about it, the cops are out at night patrolling the roads, you know. Right, right. And of the four or five cops I've interviewed, none of them would go on the record. And basically their line was the same, that, you know, I'm a cop. If I'm sort of asked to, you know, stand up in court to in one particular case and the defence says, well, you know, this is the cop who sees Bigfoot, it could collapse the case. That's actually how far ahead, you know, they think about these kind of things. You know, should I say anything because of what I do or, or shouldn't I, you know? There was, a, there was a show on the Sci-Fi Channel for a while, uh, Paranormal Witness, that, uh, that I, I was addicted to because they did really good reenactments. And they did the Fire in the Sky story. And I don't know if you're familiar with that one. It's the alien abduction. I believe in, is it New Mexico or is it? No, it was Arizona. It was Arizona? Okay. Uh, and the thing that was intriguing to me is when they interviewed those people again, they just felt so believable. That's kind of the thing that kind of makes me believe in some of these more far-fetched concepts is the, the eyewitnesses, you don't want to, they don't feel like they're lying. Well, yeah, the case you're talking about, um, Travis Walton case from 1975, who's abducted and gone for like a week. I mean, I actually know uh, Travis. I got to know him probably about three or four years ago for the first time I met him. And he's just a down-to-earth guy. You know, he, if he doesn't know something, he'll say, I don't know. You know, people might say, you know, what color was the UFO? I don't know, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. He doesn't, you know, he, he's not somebody who kind of expands on things or, or feels obligated to answer yeah. the things he doesn't yeah he doesn't change his story tells it as he remembers it and if you don't like it well that's how it goes you know he's, he's not like there to convince you he's there to tell you what what he saw or what he experienced and to his credit you know as i said he's he, he just stays with what he knows he doesn't like to speculate and i think that's a good way to do it you know now, there's, there's over 600 people here today, I believe is what they said at the introduction today. That's a, uh, we, we didn't really know what to expect, this being the first one, um, and kind of an odd topic. I mean, I think it's fair to say if someone says, hey, I'm throwing a Bigfoot convention, you don't know what you're going to get until you see it. Um, kind of getting out of this interview, what do you want, what's the one thing you want people to know from your perspective? Well, I, I would like people to think that just because you're interested in Bigfoot, you're not some crazy person who you know, needs a straight jacket or psychiatric help, you know. There, there is, I, I think there's this kind of angle that where a certain percentage of the population think if you're into Bigfoot, you know, you're 45 living in mom's basement, <laughs> you know, you've never had a girlfriend, um, and you're a little bit, you know, off kind of thing. Now, now people can't see you. Uh, we're going to try and put a picture up, but you look like a cool guy, Misfits t-shirt, leather jacket. Yeah. I, I don't think mom lets you stay at home anymore. No, I, no, I've got a nice little apartment in Arlington. And, um, but, yeah, joking aside, I mean, there is this angle that people do have of people who investigate weird things. They, they think you're not just weird in a cool way. They just think you're weird, weird, you know. Um, so I'd like people to think that 
what, what I try and do with my books is write them in sort of a journalistic approach, because my, my background is in journalism. Okay. So I would, I would like people to realize that most of us in the field, you know, if you write in a book or an article, you write it in the same way the journalists would report a murder in a local town. You collect the facts, you interview the witnesses, you get backup data, backup sources, and then you turn it into a story rather than just, you know, salivating over the latest Bigfoot report or whatever and getting overexcited. So, so I think, you know, just demonstrate to people we're normal people with a, a slightly abnormal interest. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your time, Nick, and I uh, appreciate you coming out here all the way down to Huntsville. That, did you have to look it up on a map? Like, did you know where we were? Um, yeah, we actually we drove down, but we uh, we did actually have to uh, <laughs> get the directions. But I know pretty much it was all the way down 45. So. Well, thank you for your time, Nick. Have a good convention. James Vinhouse, I write the Night Owl Society for IDW, and you are listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Hey guys, Joey Savage here. For our friends, Space Cadets Gaming Gaming, located off Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. They've got everything. They've got games, toys, they've got action figures, they've got cards, they've got magic, they've got Dungeons and Dragons, Hero Clicks, my favorite. Uh, they've got everything. Yu-Gi-Oh! Vanguard, whatever you want to do gaming-wise, go see my boy B Mac at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming. Just mention Nerd Thug Radio. He'll even give you 10% off, a deal you cannot beat. So check that out. That's Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to the Nerd Thug Bigfoot Radio Show. Yeah. I am the Captain Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Allie. Savage. Savage. How, like, I mean, why does it surprise you every time that yeah, we're doing like, this? Like, we're coming just, back to you each just time. put your face in the mic like this. I'm Allie Savage. What's going on? What? Um, what? So that guy was super cool. He was, man. Like, he talked to us for about 10 to 15 minutes afterward, just hanging out. Like, yeah, he offered us a joint. You guys look normal. Let's talk for a while. <laughs> okay. Y'all are y'all are really used to rejection, like you know a are lot. Of, yeah, because like yeah, because a lot of people that's will true. Just be that's like, sad. no, thank you, thank you, but no, thank you. These guys were so nice. Yeah, they no, really were. True. And like, they really were genuinely nice guys. And one of the things I said walking away is, yeah, you know, we've been to the comic conventions and we get turned away, but we've been to some some smaller cons where there's like less important people there, but now they're like the big you know dog on campus at this certain convention. Right. They won't even talk to us. What's that deep Roy? That yeah. jerk. Deep like, Roy. You don't even know. If I said, if I walked up to 95 people on the side of the street and asked you who Deep Roy was, nobody would tell me who he is. No. And we looked at him and he's like, do you do cosplay? Nope. Bye-bye. And he take, handed the card take back. Take the card back. 
Wouldn't even take our car. <laughs> These guys, though, were like, hey, man, you got a few minutes? Yeah, for sure. Let's go Absolutely. talk. Oh, we're doing this interview now? Okay, you want to just hang out for a few minutes? One guy actually shoved an old lady over to do an interview with us. <laughs> yeah. Like, he was like, so excited. Like, he was like, out of the way, man. He's like, you about to die anyway. Oh, that's not nice. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was fun. I was watching while y'all were doing the interviews, watching these old women fangirl over these oh, guys. It was demo. hilarious. They're I like, wish you would have videoed sign? it. Can you sign my books? It was really, it was really cute. That's but it was awesome. fun that to watch these older women, like, really into this. So it's it's it curious. So we haven't really discussed this yet. Um, Let's do it now. Now that we've done the Bigfoot thing, what is your what is your position, Joey? I've always been of the mindset that there probably is some kind of creatures out there because a most of the ocean we haven't even discovered. Okay, there's rainforest. So out now there. they're Atlantean. Okay, there, there's rainforest out there that haven't been fully discovered. True, um, but we're just gonna cut them all down. And so. Bigfoot, they're transdimensional. Figures, so that's they, true. So they, they go all over the place. <laughs> that's why they're blurry, right? Uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, I mean, I've always, I've always thought there was some stuff out there. Even with aliens, when we talk about that. Like, yes, yeah. I believe in, in alien stuff. And you show me bunk videos like that. That doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I just, I just can't see like as much of space as out there. That, like, there's nothing else there. Well, yeah. So with aliens, I think the, the attitude is greatly shifted. Um, there used to be a theory, I forget the name of it, but essentially the guy did the math and he was like, we're a mathematical miracle, and in order for life to exist in space somewhere else, the same conditions that we met, they'd have to meet mathematically, it's like one in, I'm going to make a number up here, let's say eight million. But I thought that they found a planet. Well, well so so that's yeah. what, so so one in eight million was kind of the number, and he's like, and right now we only see like 70 planets out there. Well, after we kind of pierced that barrier of technology, and we got those HD cameras out there in space... We've discovered like six billion planets. Right. So now if you take that same guy's equation of disproving aliens, it now proves aliens because even by that math, there's still tens of thousands of planets that should be eligible to make life. So if he if you if someone says, Oh, it's a one in a billion chance, okay, well there's there's seventy billion planets. So yeah, someone's we're good. Got, yeah, you throw enough mud on the wall, some of it sticks. Right. So aliens now I believe I believe just by sheer math. Right. It's shifted. Space but is so big. I think when you come to these chupacabras and these big vampires and, and all werewolves. this kind of stuff, I think technology is going to catch itself up to a point where we'll be able to have hard, definite evidence. Well, and, and I, I, I got to feel like a lot of these are probably some level of primate somewhere. Somewhere, yeah. Like you're some, not, some, you're some not of wrong. these. Like, I mean, if you're walking through the woods and you see an orangutan 300 yards away, are you going to immediately know, oh, well, that's an orangutan? Or no. are you going to be like, hey, man, what what was it I just saw? But how it? many species have been... Have evolved as well. No, no, no. Have been extinct. And then all of a sudden, They're like you back. said, with ex- technology... Oh, by the way, there's a colony that's hidden somewhere, somewhere that has, you know, 20 of the species No, you're left. definitely right. Uh, I mean, there was a that, fish that they thought was extinct that everyone was certain was extinct. And then one yeah. day it just walks up on shore of, in New Jersey and everyone's a, like, oh, guess who's back? There's right. some kind of snow owl. Marshall Mathers. Snow well, owl that they were convinced was extinct and now they found like a whole colony giant, up Giant on, like, squid? Everyone yeah. was adamant the giant squid never even existed. Never existed. And, and then it just washes up on shore dead one day. They li- that and they literally have... They've, Filmed one now right. in, yeah. in the water. And now so. they've even given up the idea of saying they don't exist. Yeah. Correct. So, so I'm going to cut you guys off real quick because we're getting to about a minute close to this next interview. we got a whole segment to come back and discuss this stuff. This next guy we talked to, when you see him, he <laughs> looks the part of a comic book monster hunter. You, everyone needs to go to Lyle Blackburn's page. Find Lyle Blackburn somewhere just, on the internet. I think it's just LyleBlackburn.com. He gives it in the interview. Yeah. So this guy, I gotta, I gotta be honest. This guy has had the life anyone, any man on the planet oh, yeah. should want to live. Exactly. So just so we know, when you're, when we were there today, he had this very attractive 
probably a girlfriend helping him with his table booth Biggest thing. Booth. Uh, he works in movies now. He before that was a, a writer who also traveled. Before that, he was a a band. Was he was in a band, band. It, it, who also traveled. So this guy just tours the country, going place to place to place. So all he's ever done is a be a rock star, right? B write books, and C hunt monsters. And D what all those people do. I'll leave it up to you That's to right. figure it out. Hello, let's ladies. Out, so let's jump out real quick. Check out this interview we did with Lyle Blackburn at the first inaugural. Southeast Texas Bigfoot Conference. Inaugural. And that too. And we'll come back. <laughs> he hates the middle of the word. I, he I just don't. skips the I whole don't. middle and of the word. We'll come back and we'll, uh, we'll wrap this show up talking more Bigfoot. You're listening to Nerd Thug Radio. Here's my man, Lyle. <laughs> All right. This is Corey DLG, and we're back here with Nerd Thug Radio, and we're at the Southeast Texas Bigfoot Conference, the inaugural Southeast Texas Bigfoot. you got to say that because there's going to be one next year now. I'm here with Lyle Blackburn, filmmaker, writer, Producer, did I get it all right? That's the most of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of things to list, but that that sums it up. What? Which one do you want? Like, which one do you brag with when like you're, you see someone and you're like, hey, I want them to know this. <laughs> it depends on who I'm talking to or what I want them. You know, sometimes, what do you do for a living? I'm a monster hunter. You know, <laughs> it, it sounds cool. People are like, what? Yeah. And then you have to explain all this stuff. But essentially, I, I look at myself more as an author. You know, I started this by researching and writing books, and that's what got me on television shows and got me involved in in the uh, documentary films and stuff. So I call myself an author, but uh. oh yeah, Monster Hunter would be the business card. That's that's a good one. Um, kind of walk us through kind of the career a little bit for those who aren't familiar with you. You mentioned everything a little bit. What which one? In what order did it all kind of happen for you? Uh, well, I spent most of my life as a musician. I played in various bands and did a lot of touring and, and things like that. And all the while, I've been a fan of cryptozoology subjects, read a lot of books, you know, and of course, more and more TV shows started coming on. And uh, some, by some strange thing, I've always wanted to write a book, and I thought, well, what would I write a book about? I, and I always loved the story of The Legend of Boggy Creek, which is an old... 70s film made about a Sasquatch-like creature in southern Arkansas. So one thing led to another, and I ended up writing a book that came out called The Beast of Boggy Creek. So it all really started there. Uh, the book was well-received. It was selling well, and then uh, television shows that were starting to cover these things wanted me on there. I was on Finding Bigfoot and Monsters and Mysteries in America, and I thought, okay, this is good. Maybe I'll continue this. So you know, I wrote another book, uh, my second book, Lizard Man, and kind of continued it there, and that just sort of has branched out, like I said, with uh, they made a documentary, Be uh, Boggy Creek Monster, which is sort of my book brought to film, and uh, it just seems like a steady flow of, of, of jug uh, really a juggling match between, you know, films and books and, and television shows and whatever. We call that the Stephen King model there, right, where you write a book, and then they're like, hey, we'll buy the movie from you, just over and over and over again. And eventually what uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is, is you in the movie. Exactly. I mean, we all want to, you know, be Stephen King and sell that many books. So, yeah, that is the template you would shoot for if you were a writer. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. So, Legend of Boggy Creek, and then I also saw over there, the was it the Rise of the Mothman? Uh, the Mothman of Point Pleasant. That's, a docu that's one of the latest documentaries I was involved in uh, that followed the... Uh, Boggy Creek Monster, which I got involved with this company called Small Town Monsters uh, out of Ohio, and they make a series of these very intelligently well-produced documentaries on these subjects. So after we did uh, Boggy Creek Monster, like, yeah, this is a great team-up. Uh, I narrated 
Boggy Creek, so they wanted me to narrate uh, the Mothman of Point Pleasant, and I was I was a co-writer, so uh, you know we just continued our film relationship there. Right on, right on. So you got a, a good look going for you here. You look you looked the part of a monster hunter. Like if you told someone that, they wouldn't go no 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 no. So like, what's kind of the inspirations? Where did it where did it all start for you with kind of the obsession with monsters and, and the idea of all that? Uh, literally as far back as I can remember. I mean, I can remember being really young and watching uh, horror movies on TV or TV series uh, and, and just being attracted to everything spooky and monstrous, vampires, werewolves, and all that. And at some point when I saw the Patterson-Gimlin film, the famous Bigfoot film, that really tripped me out because I'm thinking, okay, I know Frankenstein, it's, it's an actor, it's this, but you tell, you're telling me that there could be this huge ape-like creature walking in the woods? I'd been hunting with my father ever since I could walk, and we had been in woods, you know, hunting in Texas and uh, East Texas and been up to Arkansas and camps. So I knew woods very well, and that really just captivated me that there, quote-unquote, a, a monster could be, you know, alive and living among us, and that that fascination has always been with me. Interesting, interesting. So, what's kind of the one thing you always want people to take away from your stories and uh, your kind of uh, the, the the stories and journeys you go on? Well, I, I I like to see myself as identifying with people who are both quote unquote believers and also people who are skeptics. You know, I'm not trying to sell people on Bigfoot. I'm not trying to prove Bigfoot or other cryptids exist. I just like to research and tell the stories in a journalistic, you know, and engaging manner and let people decide for themselves. I try to, you know, discern the facts from the urban legends and things and just offer all of it up to the reader in an engaging way, of course. Uh, so give the Are you trying to tell me Bigfoot doesn't have superpowers? Because pretty sure he's got superpowers. Well, that may be true. Uh, you know, he has remained elusive. These creatures, I should say, have remained miraculously elusive. You know, it's improbable but not impossible. So, you know, it's an ongoing mystery that fascinates, you know, just like me all my life. Look at all these people here. They're just as fascinated, and some of them since childhood. That's right. We're here at uh, the Southeast Texas Bigfoot uh, Convention, the inaugural. Over 700 people so far walking through the door. There's going to be more. They're going to do this again next year. So you missed it this time by the time you hear this, but... Mark your calendars because next year it's going to be even bigger. Uh, we want to thank you again, Lyle. appreciate you having you on. Uh, anything you want to kind of plug right before you go? No, I really appreciate you having me on. And, yeah, this, this has been a great turnout. You know, people can scoff at Bigfoot all they want, but there were 700 people that showed up for a first-time event. You know, in an area, it's a great area because there's a lot of sightings that have occurred here. And, you know, hopefully next year it will be even more people because this is a really good kickoff. So, uh, you know, if you want more information about me, hit my website at lyleblackburn.com and uh, drop me a line. All right, thank you, Lyle. Andrew Jackson here, the face of professional wrestling. I need you to stand up for greatness and always 
Listen to Nerd Thug Radio. Hello, Conroe. Now that school's back in session and summer's over, when the kids come home from school, they're going to be restless and rowdy, and you should take them to Space Cadets. With comic books, collectible card games, board games, role-playing games, and toys, all in a family-friendly atmosphere, what more could a person ask for? Space Cadets Gaming Gaming has Friday Night Magic and various events every day, and especially the weekends. Dungeons and Dragons, Family Game Night, and various other events are regularly scheduled at Space Cadets Gaming Gaming on Robinson Road in Oak Ridge. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio, the Bigfoot edition. I am your captain, Joey Savage. Corey DLG. I'm going to get this right this time. Ali Savage. Yeah, look at that. You got it wrong because you said (laughs) I'm going to get it right this time. Let's let's try this one more time. I'm the captain, Joey Savage. Corey DLG. Ali Savage. Yay. (laughs) It only took Nico 77 episodes to get that right. That's true. He actually went went by aliases for like the first 40. And one day my dad goes, you never give you never give Nico credit on the show. And I said he didn't want his name on it. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, "What a weirdo!" He's, like, Dad, he's wanted in Colorado. Right? Yeah, man's he done he, crimes. He, yeah, he doesn't want anybody to know who he is. We're telling his secrets now. He's, yeah, right. he's not here. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this uh, wonderful episode of the show this That's Monday. That's right. It's, it's Monday. It's winding down. You're all. It's almost time to leave work early and get a beer. So, Allie, abandon all responsibility. Why would you do that? Because then you have four extra miserable days. Do you believe? What? I mean, drink all day. Do you believe? No. Don't do drink I all believe? day. Do I? Don't day drink. Day yeah. drinking is drink, not drink, good. Drink, drink, drunk. Yeah. Call Uber. So there you go. Be responsible. Do you believe? No. I believe that there are chupacabras. Things that are unexplainable. Named Corey. Named Corey. Accurate. I mean, think about this. There is no explanation. Think about this. There are pockets of indigenous people that we know are out there that have never been, you know. Discovered. Discovered. Like in Peru. Think about it. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres of land. Do you really think people are out there just roaming through it? No, no. And I totally agree that there's. I mean, no one gets off their butts from the TV anymore. Like, you know. There, Except not for like, Monster Hunters. There's, that's, oh, that's one person in right. thousands and thousands of acres of land. You, you see these people. things in like South America. You see when these, Africa. these children get lost in the woods, for example, and, and they have hundreds of people combing the woods and still don't find these That's kids. true. No, I, hundreds that's of a, people. That's an exactly accurate point. I remember one very specific story. It was an autistic kid who disappeared in the Florida Everglades yes. for two days. The Everglades. And then just came walking out of it the third day like nothing had happened to him. And no people. one could find him. No, no one found him for two days. So no. I definitely with, believe Bigfoot's walking. With search walking. dogs and, you know, horses helicopters and, and helicopters. And, no, I, I agree. I mean, they literally, people stand in a line and, and they literally comb it. And they still miss them. And they still miss them. So I, I agree with you that even when they're looking for something they know is there, they don't find it. I do think that that lends credence to the idea that something can exist and be missed elusive yeah absolutely elusive. especially especially if there's some sort of desire or intelligence to not want to be especially found. if there's not exactly and and not exactly. And not a large quantity of them oh well, right. we see deer all the time well yeah of course there's yeah. 
As a matter of fact, there's so many deer that we license you to kill a few to keep the population exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. If you didn't, we'd have to run <laughs> them all over. one of them, right. I, I forgot which speaker it was, but I think it was um, Redfern, was talking about how, okay, oh, all these all these apes have escaped from zoos and that's it. But he's like, well, where are all the monkeys that have escaped or the chimpanzees that have escaped? Like right. you don't see those. Well, he actually even told us, uh, off air, just kind of talking casually that there's an entire, what do you say? Wallabies? Yes. Wallabies in England. In England, there's a whole wallaby population. Like three different like colonies somewhere. But right. no one would believe you if you said, Oh, I saw, I saw a wallaby. Cause they're run native to the- Australia. Yeah. Right. And that's the issue. When people see them late at night crossing a road, you don't, you don't reference a wallaby. Giant, no, you're gonna say giant rabbit. Yeah, there's you're gonna say giant sort of, rabbit. Crossing there's a the rabbit street. man crossing the road. Right. Yeah. What, what were those things in the Americans Funny Some videos? Uh, the. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't know. The yeah. Gopher. It was yes. like a, it was like a rabbit with like antlers. Oh yeah. The yeah, jackrabbits. Yeah, yeah. No, but it was like it had a funny name. Anyway, like jackalopes. You, the jackalopes. You'd be more likely to report a jackalope sighting. Nice good. done. Way Allie. to go. I used to remember seeing those in those um, uh, steak restaurants. Yeah. I, I just remember. Convenience yeah. stores. You'd be more in the, yeah. in the south. You'd be more likely. To, you would think it's a jackalope before you would think it was a, a wallaby. Right, 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 right. Like, well, I mean, there's all the chupacabras. Oh, you know. It's but I still think they made that story up just to go to Puerto Rico. Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, let's go to they Puerto Rico. A, they had a TV station, based, uh, sci-fi, a TV network, pay for them to go to Puerto Rico to find chupacabra. Yeah, yeah. We, we looked on the beach for like seven hours. <laughs> Could not find it. He wasn't underneath any of our coconut shell drinks. I don't know why. But I found a chick named Maria. Oh, I was pretty busy that good. day. So what was the funniest thing that you saw there? Or the most interesting thing, I should say? Uh, I think the funniest thing it wasn't even really Bigfoot related. It was that uh, the the charity, the nonprofit that was doing the stuff for the trail cleaning and all that. Yeah, yeah. And then their way to tie it in was they brought a fake dirt bike with Bigfoot hair on it. Yeah. And, and then they like, would turn it on every once in a while and like <laughs> spin the tires. They were cute though. They were trying really hard. They were. They were just for trying a good to, cause. Do you, yeah, have the, do you have the paper. You want uh, to shut no, it off? Did you? It was a. It was a five hundred one. It, it is a five hundred one c three. So it is a legit nonprofit. We're gonna post on the Facebook page for Monday morning. Uh, uh, we've got the paper. morning. It's the Sam Houston National Forest. They are trying to clean up after the storms and everything. Yeah, what they do is they go through the trails and they and they restore the trails. I think what they're working on right now are the equestrian trails, which creating, is really neat. Creating equestrian and they're now trails. actually even which building is, an equestrian trail. Yeah. Right, exactly. Which is awesome because yeah. that's a you know safe place to ride. She said horses. it's taken them eight years and wow. tons of money, but they are now fully permitted and ready to go, and now they just need a little bit more money to get it going. Yeah, well, so. and volunteers. She said, you know, yeah, come yeah. out and volunteer and help us clean so it up. So I'll put something in the awesome. uh, the podcast show of this, which comes out today at 6.01 p.m. on NerdThugRadio.com and Facebook.com backslash NerdThugRadio. So Ooh, you nice can look dumb. into this. Not uh, 6.02? No, 6.01. 6.01 okay. p.m. every day. That's when I schedule it. 5.59? No. <laughs> uh, no. no. I said okay. 6.01. Okay, what do you not get about 6.01? Just, do you know how to tell time? Where's your watch? Just, what time is it right now? No one cares. I, I can't. I can't think of. So the, the, the funniest. <laughs> everything was super interesting. It was fun. I know what she's gonna say. She's gonna talk Bobo here in a second. Bobo. But the funniest thing that I, I just saw. Just want that shirt it says Bobo finds Bigfoot. Yeah. Bobo. <laughs> it's got his like face plastered all over it. He was. The funniest thing I saw. And it has nothing to do related at any point to the convention or the conference, whatever you want to call it. But they had these tables for uh, handicapped people, and so these two ladies are going to sit there. And the, uh, I think it was like Russell, his wife was like, those tables are for the handicap. And this lady's like, do you want me to go to my car and get my sticker? As she's like walking very nicely with two chairs in each hand, like just dun, 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 dun. like there's nothing. She looked very able bodied. Right. And I was like, I love this place. I want to come here. Oh, every day. Huntsville. Um, so Ali Savage, let's talk Bobo for a sec. Who right, is Bobo? Me. Do you remember? 
Let me pull up my notes. So he is like, I guess he was the biggest name there. He, had, he is from a TV show. He yeah. is from the Bigfoot Hunter show. Bigfoot Hunters um, on the Animal Planet. Uh, mm-hmm. Russell wrestled, Russell wrestled, Russell referenced it in his interview in segment right, one right. of the show. Uh, but this guy is from California. So he's like an old surfer. Okay, dude. legit. I was like, as I was taking notes, I was like, okay, where is this guy from? And then it hit me. I was like, he, he is literally an old surfer, dude. Do you remember um, the, the movie? Yes. Point Break? No. The movie with um, Sean Penn, and he was like, this dude. Oh, yeah. Um, cool R- Runnings. Rushmore High. No. no. Fast Times at Ridgemont, Ridgemont High. Ridgemont High. Yeah. Cool Runnings. Okay. That th- that would be like Sean Penn like nowadays. Okay. So Spikovi. this guy. Super right? chill. Yeah. So this guy. But like old. Like oh, an old guy. Nice. So this guy, Bobo, has literally dedicated his entire life to Bigfoot. Yes, he has. So what, what did you learn about about Bobo? Bobo uh, knows Bigfoot. All right. His uh, presentation was called Da Bobes Babbles. Da Bobes da Babbles. Da Bobes Babbles. Because he babbles. Oh, my gosh. Uh, my notes were, he literally babbles. <laughs> um, he talked about that he has taken jobs and chosen colleges to be close to sightings. Like, he's when lived he, his whole life around. When he decided to go to college. Now, mind you, he's from California, so that's where, like, the big. The Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Right, right, right. The, uh, that's where, like, the epicenter of The Redwood Forest so or like, whatever I'm it is. I'm going to college. But Redwood I'm gonna National go to, Park. I'm going to go to college where there's Bigfoot sightings. So, so he could investigate. So it is off time he can look right. for Bigfoot? Uh, what else did he do? Yeah. Something with Eskimos and, and uh, or okay, Native so he, Americans? Native Americans, he worked as a logger with the Native Americans. And he had really cool stories about, like, um, that he, they would, like, put their lunches out and their their sandwiches would get stolen. And he, he always, you know, uh, asked the guys, he's like, I don't understand why the Native Americans would sneak up here and and steal our sandwiches. He's like in the snow. In the snow. He's like, who who comes and steals sandwiches? So he's like, he feels like that was a a, a, big a, a bigfoot sighting in but itself. He literally took a job logging with be- Native beca- Americans because so he could learn how to track the area like the Native Americans to find Bigfoot. Yeah. Okay. All right. Dedication, bro. That is dedication. Dedication, bro. See, I think uh, I don't know. Uh, this is. I think people like him are probably the people everyone thinks about when, when they, they think, think about it, right. Bigfoot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm think 110%. Yeah, I am too now. I feel like that's what people think it is. He's like the stereotypical then, Bigfoot. Right. Um, connoisseur. Connoisseur. Absolutely. Oh, great words. I know. Where'd you go to high school? Like you're classing it up. Where'd you go to school at? I'm super wordy. Um, yeah, Pose? but he had a funny story, if you uh, ever Google him, about his first encounter. Now I'm telling you, it went on and on and on, and he babbled. But it, <laughs> But it entailed him sitting in a beach chair now mind you you reference the beach chair a lot i was sitting in a beach chair with the night vision camera and a machete machete waiting for it to get closer okay so that is his what does he think he's gonna do with the machete (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, you're gonna take bigfoot down with the machete bro well that's what he said he ended up like hopping back in his car and just running away but (laughs) but i saw him so i watched uh i watched an old movie recently here revenant yeah. And uh, in, in the very beginning of this movie, like in the first 20 minutes, the whole movie is just bad stuff happening to Leonardo DiCaprio over and over and over again. Right, right. Um, and he crosses paths with a bear. and A grizzly a bear. A grizzly bear. And it's mama grizzly bear. He sees the cubs playing, and that's when he realizes he doesn't see the mom, and he turns around, and the mom's behind him. And Okay, if you don't know what happens in this scenario, watch Grizzly Man on Netflix. Well, so, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> so, we'll just watch this five-minute scene. It's brutal. Like, they don't... They don't bail out of it, like so. Like he shoots him with the musket, oh, no. and the, the bear is still coming. Just makes him mad, right? So stabs him seventy-two times. Right, he keeps fighting. Still he keeps coming. Hurts every time he hurts the bear. The bear kind of backs up for a minute, like, all right, okay, I, I feel you. And then he comes right back into it oh, for yeah. some more DiCaprio meat. 
And like who he, wouldn't want that DiCaprio meat though? He he that bear I'll take messes it. Leonardo up. I'll mess Leonardo. Not Leonardo. Up. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite. But anyway, I was just thinking about that. Like you're sitting there with a machete and a Bigfoot's walking up on you. If the grizzly bear and Leo didn't turn out so good, why would th- this? This is no way this is right. gonna end well. But yeah, I, this was a really interesting time. I didn't know what to expect at all. I didn't. Like I said, we went there. We expected not much. The guy even expected 250 people, 600 pre-sold tickets. Yeah. And man. the big thing is like it was just normal people. It was it was a really normal people yeah. interested in phenomena. You're around like people who believe in stuff that you believe in. I want to reiterate, it was a really nice crowd. It was. Yeah. It was a really good it time. It was very family-oriented. Mm-hmm. Very, family very nice. Everybody was super sweet. No one had any big heads about anything. Right. You know? and and that Bobo guy like, had a line the whole time. Right. And he was still just hanging out, you know. Chit-chatting people, taking photos, chit- talking to people. Chit-chatting like nothing ever happened. That's right. But uh, we're going to jump it's out. A very good old boy. Absolutely good yeah, old boy. We're going to get out of this Monday edition. Uh, just search Bigfoot sightings, Sam Houston National Park. There's all kinds of stuff. Apparently about a 30 to 40 year history. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So thanks for hanging out with us uh, this Monday on the Nerd Thug Radio. I do want to get one squeeze in as we're getting out of here. Hurry. Uh, the Sean Andre Benefit. That's where I'm going to be April 29th. I'm going to try and get some stuff going down there. It's at Spring Tavern in Spring benefit helping out a guy who's dealing with a lot of issues and medical bills a lot of issues a lot of medical bills barbecue food barbecue food there's drinks. gonna be uh, a motorcycle like where they go to a bunch of bars and do card games oh, what's cool. that called the poker run okay there's gonna be a poker a run poker all run. kinds of stuff so check where that is out that? uh spring tavern august uh april 29th and it starts at 1 p.m Corey will be posting some more stuff on his facebook page at Corey dlg and his twitter at Corey dlg that's right find us at nerd thug radio everywhere anywhere you want to for Nerd Thug Radio, I am the Captain Joey Savage. Core DLG. Alex Savage. Same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel.